April 20th, 2008. It's the Watt from Pedro Show. Thank you. 
Todd from Pedro Show. It's uh, April 20, 2008, and once again, I'm back in the Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point with Brother Matt. Howdy. Welcome back. Yeah. It's been a while. And um, along with me and Brother Matt is Peek. Hello. Sean. Hello. Taya. Hola. Welcome. <laughs> so... Uh, Sunday here in Pedro. Uh, later on, got a gig with Tom and Raul, missing man in Long Beach. I think it's only like eight miles. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, La Conga here in Pedro. I think that's a mile and a half. Cool. Way into there. <laughs> and uh, tonight, uh, Tom and Raul get to. New toys, huh? Right. Do the set, operate new machinery. Cool. I have got them. Uh, Tom, a new guitar, and Raul, a new drum set. Bitchin'. So, uh, we'll see uh, how it... Um, I mean, they work hard for me. I'm just so happy to help them. So, uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Brother Matt, you were in Mexico. Yeah, I had a bitchin' trip. I was down paddling in the Sea of Cortez, checking out whales, camping on islands. It was righteous. It's like a Corona commercial. Yeah, just like TV. (laughs) (laughs) Now you were paddling. Yeah, it was a little kayak adventure. So like everything that we needed for eight days needed to be on the yak. So it's like you were only allowed to travel with so much stuff, which was kind of weird parameters to travel by. But it had to fit in this dry bag. You want some dude like... Driving along with you in the big truck full of <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just um, sufficient. Yeah, it was a trip. Uh, so all your food is is on the yaks. Uh, everything you need for a week. So it was a trip. And besides, you know, the mimicking of life on television, <laughs> there was some nature, right? Yeah, a bunch of nature. I saw a bunch of whales, all kinds of whales. You were telling um, me if you had an orangutan arm? Yeah, if I had an orangutan arm, I could have pet the whale. I was that close. Um, but I, was looking, I was looking out there for a whale, like, on the horizon, and one come up right next to me and totally squirt me. Wow. Uh, twice that happened. Wow. Yeah. You said while you're caulking, you could hear their breathing? Yeah, while you're in your tent there, camping, you hear... Oh, wow. Just, like, coming up. Uh, so it was righteous. Now you were also um, saying that whales are right and left-handed? Yeah, you could tell tell with the gray whales if they're right or left-handed because the way they go down and kind of grunge on the bottom, scraping up stuff chow. to chow, um, they kind of favor their left side or their right side, so that's how you can tell. As yeah, they're coming down, you know, and, they're scraping yeah. their... Yeah, and the gray whales... On the deck of the sea. The you gray whales are really... Left. What's that? You still call them, like, right or left-handed? Well, probably flapper. Hands. Um, I'm right flapper (laughs) but the uh, the gray whales are really cool and friendly and social because they had their babies with them and they were like all proud and wanted to show them off so they were like coming right up with big one with a little baby one right next to them did you take pictures? I got I got some pics. Yeah. yeah. What about whale turds? You see here? I didn't catch any whale turds, um, but there was there, there was a whale placenta on the beach. On the, oh. Yeah, so it was like a, it was a fresh one. Whoa. That was over in. Uh, oh yeah, because they the got Pacific, bailing, they probably can't shower it. It was the Pacific side, um, 
But the uh, Cortez side was awesome. Sometimes the whole sea would just start boiling, like, all around you. And there'd be a feeding frenzy. Just Yellowtail would start just leaping out of the water all around the boat. So that was cool. Water so, was clean. You could see, like, 75 feet. It was great visibility. When are they going to get and, that uh, happening over here? <laughs> 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 it's funny, too, because people have... Some some people have this uh, kind of down pejorative view of southern neighbors. Mm. When the real basura's up here, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they had it going uh, on good. Isn't that, that crazy? Yeah, it was like a national international reserve that place between those three islands that I was at. It's like some blue whale breeding ground. One of the only blue whale breeding. Blue so whale. there were blue whales there. Blue whales are humpbacks, the yeah. in the world. Yeah. Humpbacks and finbacks. Those were the four different kinds of whales. I saw. So Did that was vision. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They big. Yeah, they were huge. Just spew way up in the air. Like See any breach? Uh, I saw humpbacks breaching. You saw three wow. kinds of whales? Well, four altogether. Four? Yeah. In the Sea of Cortez? Uh, well, the greys were on the Pacific side. Now okay. others were on the Sea of Cortez. That's oh the greys are the yes. ones that come up here. Yeah. 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 yeah, so I was hoping I'd like make a friend and then catch them paddling <laughs> out here. But you know, usually home. they're on the other side of Catalina. Well, on the, on the so way back, they're 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 usually hugging the coast a little more because they got their babies with them, so they're going a little slower. Oh. So, like this time of year, you can usually catch them more than on the way down because oh, really? there's more because of I them. And you, you see them between here and Catalina. That mm-hmm. they're sick. Oh no, they, they got like their regular route because when Marine Land was there, yeah. Um, they used to hang out because they could yeah, tell that whales were up there in the tanks, and they, it was really trippy for them. So they used to kind of gather at that point, Vicente there. Kind of like try to visit. Yeah, like, what's up with those guys? Uh, <laughs> Prisoners. Because they're trippy. <laughs> because sonar. I know, yeah. I know yeah. that uh, there was this problem about them. The way they find their partner is they put out songs. Mm. And their songs go all, all over the world. And when they started putting out this low-frequency radio for submarines, it started Messing with fucking them. with their songs. Also, the, the screws on the boats, mm-hmm. right? The thing that makes it push them into the water. It puts up uh, interference and messes with... These songs, they call to each other all over. So mm. I could see them knowing about the ones in those cells, mm-hmm. cell tanks. Yeah. Yeah, you got some pretty nice. Now it's a new kind of <laughs> oh, it's uh, aquarium. It's a, it's a condo, right? Yeah, and, and condos. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, it's like a whole new world oh. out there now. It's kind of sad. Is that why, yeah. why you make music? Is that why I make music? I think that's why I make music. Yeah. Why? To call out to Calling your out. To partners. Yeah. To people. <laughs> cool. I write love songs. Right. You do. <laughs> that's why we make music? I'm just kidding. <laughs> to gather the masses. <laughs> I, I read something about Townsend saying he joined a band to get girls. Oh, yeah, that's what, it was very yeah, common. Townsend said that, you know. I got in a band to be with Deep Blue. <laughs> you know, I was young. To reject girls. Huh? To reject girls. Because <laughs> that we practice, yeah, with yeah, the, the exactly. boys only, the clubhouse. <laughs> Right? You see those Bowery Boy things? Yeah. There's always no girls yeah, on the gang. <laughs> Spanky. There's a side. <laughs> there was one girl, right? Darla or something. Yeah. 
That is why we got three girls here today. Not <laughs> only <laughs> making amends. Leave <laughs> it up. Leave it up. <laughs> I think things like that get confusing. It's not so clear, clear cut. But with the whales, I think they made it more econo, the reasoning. Yeah, they just got their routine. Chow. <laughs> go hook up. That's their trip. Again, <laughs> you don't think they play? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they seem like they play. I caught some. I know dolphins out here too. jumping around, just jumping out there for half hour. And I was out by the buoy. Did you get my little thing? Seals. Oh yeah, yeah. Sea lions, the young sea lions were like leaping all over and playing like mm. crazy. Someone got a little belage, like they're just, <laughs> like kind of biting, mm-hmm. but yeah. nothing. Not really rough. There's a I bunch saw, of seals up in the seal center right now. A little yeah, there. get this. I called the lifeguard. I went by buoy three there, and I saw a, a woman, what, maybe a, a young adult, and a fishing line all around uh, the, the neck and cutting in, you know, where there's white uh, uh, foam, because oh, it's yeah. cutting into her so bad. Uh, and the week before that, I saw two young ones, juveniles, in the Long Beach side. It took Dandy Don Dalton. Oh, right, Adam, right. right. I have to go on Long Beach. That's where they rent. And there were some two dead ones. Mm. And there's, and they were just dead because they were uh, floating but not bloated yet. Uh-huh. And they looked like drowned. So maybe net. Uh. Yeah, there's still all kinds of... And 10 feet from each other. I've never seen two dead ones so close to each other. I've seen dead ones where they have been in the sun and, and bloating. Uh, turning brown, their skin crack, mm. and even bones uh, in the flipper hand. Uh, yeah, and a bad smell. And there was no smell, so I know these dudes were not dead long. Uh, but anyway, uh, that woman was still alive, a uh, woman, sea lion, on buoy three, and I told the lifeguard, and right away a port uh, police boat went out there, I think, to get it. Because we've got a hospital here. Yeah, right? yeah, it's right up by your school. school. Yeah. By the way, you know Brother Matt at his school? Somebody's got a sign here, Angel Gate High. See this? Oh, yeah, yeah, up. there's all kinds but of... Brother Matt was at a chow last night to present him with Teacher of the Year 2008 Award. Awesome. Yay. Yay. Thanks. Thanks. Much respect, Brother Matt. Thank you. Yeah, that was a cool surprise. But no tie, right? No tie. No square no. <laughs> If they were going to give him the award, they had to give the real Brother Matt an yeah. award. Not yeah. something like right. a fraud. So they wanted a, a little bio. The last minute, so I just been heard back on the radio side so that in the time of chimpanzees that was a monkey <laughs> so my administrator kind of like that she didn't use it monkey's got tails yeah where the um, apes don't yeah chimp orangutan but uh yeah it was cool and it was at Ante's yeah good job there yeah and uh <laughs> you been I had Ante's? my first paid gig there like 33 years ago washing dishes so it was weird oh you oh, looked wow. it full circle you looked it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a trip. <laughs> you should have went into the kitchen to congratulate. <laughs> well, Tony came out. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. now that Auntie's been gone for a while now. Mm. They named the street after him. Yeah, yeah. Right there. It's an old Slav restaurant. Auntie uh, Perkov, big man in this town, that's yeah. all we was always generous. Yeah, he always generous. had the biggest American flag because he was so proud to be here. Yeah, oh. right. But... Wouldn't take he always had a carnation behind his Yeah, but head. wouldn't take sides when the war thing came down. No. Because he had family still yeah, over there. Yeah, he was American now. Yeah. He 
He's a sweet guy. And his son, Vince. Mm-hmm. I lived with him in the man boat, went to mm-hmm. high school. Tony was a teacher there. Yeah. Tony's taking over the family. He's a yeah, right patriarch now. Patriarch of the yeah. Perkoff Collective. Yeah, but they got and, a good uh, shout out I think out he was there. doing like in, when we went to high school. Yeah, he was a special ed teacher. Right, because his classroom, he let it be used for the chess club uh-huh. at lunch and then smoke the mota and play the chess. Uh-huh. So yeah, he was chess, one of the young You know cool. what I liked about t- t- chess? <laughs> like no dice. Mm. There's no ch- randomness. Mm. So when you lose, you really lose. Yeah, you plotted that out or you didn't. <laughs> You're beat. <laughs> it's, you know, the tipping of the king was like mm. a harsh moment, but it was uh, training and humility. Mm. She couldn't blame it. Well, there was one thing you could blame on. You know what kibitz is? It's a little See, room engaged, with concerts, it's, it's a a yid word, an old Yiddish word. <laughs> but um, you're engaged with the game really hard, huh? You and your opponent. And so uh, it's everything constant, constant, constant. Somebody just walking up to the game sees a fresh look mm. and like a serendipity. So they can see stuff that you're oblivious to because you're too engaged, uh-huh. too close. And so they just call this out. And that's called kibitz. Uh, it's not your game, and you just uh, blurt out a fucking answer. thing. Right? It's sort of uh, like touting at a pony track, you uh, know. But and of course you got this because you haven't been engaged, you know. And all of a sudden you come there, and the board is all fresh. Yeah, like when you, you walk up and someone's playing solitaire, and you just see all of their moves. Right, right, because you <laughs> the serendipity, huh? Mm-hmm. And so that was the one bunk thing you could like blame it on the kibitzer. Mm-hmm. But if everyone left alone, in fact, that was very bad uh, protocol, uh, manners, bad manners to mm-hmm. do. So uh, you're just engaged with the cat, and then, you know, you go down. Also, like, on Mota, too, so, like, <laughs> kind of confused. There's a couple Forget. cases in the news recently where schoolboys have found out, like, there's a mistake on um, one was a, a NASA um Something, some, something like ast- astrophysics stuff, and some kid came in and like, oh, this is a mistake. <gasps> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think one was an exhibit of a galaxy of some sort, and he said, well, that's not a galaxy. I'm, uh, he can point out cool. something. Yeah, that, don't quote me on it, but it's like uh. a specific thing or an error of something. It's uh. like that's not an error; it's something else. It's like he was like eight years old. Wow. Yeah, right. <laughs> and all these people engaged in it. PhD and yeah, and another adult. another case I think is like a thirteen year old uh, disproved that the chance of asteroid hitting the Earth instead of forty five thousand to one. Yeah, he he refigured the math the math to four hundred fifty to one, uh-huh. and all the all the scientists conceded. I'm like, yeah, he was right. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. So he's like, <laughs> it reminds me of that. Kibitzen, like <laughs> Matthew Broderick, <laughs> War science, Games scientists on Muta. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? He was in some. He was a kid who figured out the uh, Pentagon's war game computer system. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know what? I forgot to say what we we heard. Uh, we started off John Coltrane, uh, say he does song flute, and then uh, "You Are Alive" by uh, Linda Bajala. Or <laughs> Bajala. <laughs> B-J-A-L-L-A It's probably Biaya Espanol <laughs> Depends what part Italian? of town you're from I have no idea what you're talking about 
her name B-Y-J-A-L-L-A. I have no it's I don't think it's uh B Y. Two L's would be like a Y though. Yeah. Maybe it's Slav. Yeah, it might be Slav. But yeah, foreign. Yeah, but the guy, uh, it's from Bears, Bear Suit Records. They sent me a compilation of their new stuff and said she's from Japan. So maybe she's huh. gaijin. <laughs> right? Obviously. And uh, yeah, and they gave me something else too, but play that right now. And then some of your, you guys' music. Rock Pedro. Thank <laughs> you. 
To live by the pony Is to die By the pony I'm gonna say once again To live by the pony Is to die By the pony
time to come Like I knew that it would When I had to say goodbye to my friend the pony I called him Silver The sadness washed over me Taking all my friends out 
Sunday is Pedro here. Doesn't like having a hatch at the Love Grotto. <laughs> it's not freezing. No, it ain't. And last week, in fact, was pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. I should say the songs. We started that chunk off there with Human Beings by, <laughs> I like to name this band. It's from Japan. They're called Alone Together. I heard of True. Band. <laughs> oh, you know that band? I heard of the name of the band pretty good uh, musicians and then uh, (laughs) Koreans with a happier man and we were talking about this because I think I'm from Texas there ain't no Korean people in the band (laughs) probably there's no happier man in the band so we're gonna start so it's just arts for pretending (laughs) transcending you know trivial realities what were you talking about yeah there's a band called Thailand yeah with no Thai people Bangkok 5 and you wrote them Oh, yeah. Bangkok, oh, Bangkok Five is the one I Bangkok wrote. Five. Because I was kind of disturbed by their hair metal hair band. image. Yeah. Like, what is with they the name? They just played at Safari Sands. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They kind of had an attitude. But I guess it goes with the band. Um, and then... Tons of poses. Yeah. <laughs> so we <laughs> we brought uh, we brought up Japan, also another band. Right. Mm-hmm. That's from Japanese. England. Yeah. But the actual, the America band is from U.S., Right, brother Matt. The horse with no name. No brain. <laughs> Stooges. I remember we were working on songs. They gave me a batch of songs for the what became the Weirdness album, and um, there was a tune on there called "A Horse with No Brain." <laughs> <laughs> Did it get scratched? <laughs> it, it didn't make the cut. No. It was a good song, though. Maybe it'll come back. Uh, then we had this band Snore I think they're from Georgia <laughs> and uh, a song called Silver 
And then, Peak, you pick this last song, Nobody Knows You When You're Down and Out by Jimmy Witherspoon. Yes. And you were surprised to find out that Brother Matt had, in fact, interviewed him. Right. Yeah, Brother Matt used to be a DJ at yeah. KXLU and had his own show. How many years? Eight? Six? Uh, about six, I guess. Six years. Amazing. Called the Blues Shift. And he'd play a lot of blues and have cats on. Yeah. Play live and spiel with them. Play live. And Jimmy Witherspoon, he had throat cancer. Yeah. And then, uh, that's terrible for a singer. That's terrible for anybody. But he had his surgery and his voice actually got better after his surgery. So that's kind of it was wild. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, amazing to find out, find out that he got famous in India first. Oh. Right? Uh, something about that. He was singing in India uh, during the World War Two era. Uh, Sometimes you're more appreciated in the foreign thing yeah, yeah. than back at home. Although he's, he's well known in the U.S., mm. Jimmy Witherspoon. Yeah, so this morning and, I figured, and you just bumped into it You knew nothing yeah, about it Yeah, right? I know nothing about anything But <laughs> this morning I woke up And, you know, turned on some shuffle, iTunes Shuffle And that come up And came up and it's like you turn on iTunes Shuffle? Yeah What's that? Uh, you turn on a computer Turn on <laughs> iTunes and click Shuffle Oh, that means you must have had the tune then <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. on a compilation of very ar- various artists Yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was kind of perfect for uh, the weather this morning Somehow I feel like, you know, it's kind of the blues Sunday morning With the overcast, kind of cold out a little bit Really? I yeah. pedaled my brains out You were up <laughs> late last night 12 hours with Nels Klein Mm-hmm Incredible. Yeah, that, he played twelve. One stop for that. What was that chow called? That Armenia burrito thing. Uh, <laughs> Tana wrap. Tana I was trying to explain these guys. I couldn't remember. <laughs> Zanku really chicken. Good. Yeah, and what's the name of the pad? Zanku. Zanku. It's quite famous. I think there's a locally. few of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Armenia chow, really good. What part of town? Uh, it's all over. It's like this one was close to downtown. This one was Glendale. Glendale, also because you were coming from. Yeah. Glacelle. Yeah, it's actually, um, like around the corner from Nails's place. So. We were in the studio doing guitar overdubs because Nails has to leave town again, mm-hmm. and he just spent five days. Straight. With his solo album. Yeah, amazing! I was there a couple of times too. You were there for that Crazy. too. That guy is a genius. Uh, yeah, he is. I mean, it was incredible. He put guitar, 12-string guitar, 6-string guitar, and sitar guitar. Sitar guitar. Wow. Right. Not a real sitar, but electric guitar to make it sound like one. But a tiny thing, a custom trip made from Dan Electro parts and stuff. Wow. And, uh, I mean, me, him, and Bob Lee had done 12 songs, the basics and stuff, and here he comes on to put stuff on. Not so much to pile on, but... Because I like the way the thing breathes, so but the different sounds and stuff, I can uh, alternate. He's got very interesting conversations with the drummer and the bass, but also with the other guitars. And this is a genius of it because he had to make this stuff up in the moment while he was uh, just listening and uh, relearn, you know, stuff he what was what week two weeks ago. Yeah, and I had to get him now. <laughs> you know, because he's going to be gone. He comes back next week to do that Richie Hass uh, benefit. Doses too, Steve Reed Hass is. Uh, it's so sad about Richie that cancer killed him. That benefit we did last year. Yeah, right. yeah. that's sad. 
But so I, I couldn't Bogart on that time, so I had to get everything yesterday, and I hated putting weight on him. But he was very enthusiastic. Uh, yeah. No, no whining. And Jimmy, the, the knob guy, he's guitarist too. And he Jimmy said he played him. more in one day than I do. In, in two all, months. Yeah, two months. Wow. <laughs> it was amazing. And the, the focus was inspiring, the concentration, wow. and what he brought to the songs. He, and and yeah. from my own experience uh, this week alone, watching Nels work on his own project in contrast with working on your stuff, it's actually quite uh, amazing t for me to see how a certain polish comes out when it contrasts with what your your song mm -hmm. material. And I was so I mean I you know contrast with what is lack of polish with his own songs? No, I mean it's the con. <laughs> I can't explain that in. Um, that would make sense, but it's it's just a, a different. I mean, oh, that's if you, trivial. If you yeah, if you you uh, watching somebody create their own thing by themselves, you have a certain um, you tune into a, a different frequency to to what they're doing by themselves. But when they're working with somebody else, there's different dynamics going on. Yeah, yeah, and oh, that, So you start picking up the contrast and what what the the um, is um. Em the emphasis are, are on when the <laughs> let me see I'm losing it but uh, it's the compliments that is coming up you know like how how you also foreign he doesn't know my thoughts so much yeah where with his own <laughs> well, piece he kind of no knows mm -hmm. a yeah, little bit right and, and, and I kind of did that especially with this because I did this one like the first opera where I didn't want him to know yeah. the singing or how the songs were because I wanted to have him react to the music mm -hmm. in the moment but she was way into and scared the shit out of Bob Lee. <laughs> Bob Lee, said, yeah, I don't make records like this, you know. And I, I said, to, "Well, try it." And I have to say, this album was really—I I was really floored listening to it. Just, just the playback. It's like I—I <laughs> I can't wait for it to to hear it when it's finished. It's really amazing. Yeah, it was another thing when I was making it. I didn't let, let him listen to playbacks. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. it was really wow. cool. Just go for it. That's heavy. Yeah. Well, you know. <clears throat> can do records the other way and I do it usually with my guys like with the missing men that's how I'll do it we'll practice it all and almost do a gig in front of mics but with this crew and with Nels and all his years of improvisation and stuff mm -hmm. why not take advantage of that yeah. and Bob Lee him being new to it you bring something new to the project and that gives another perspective but mm -hmm. it spins on us too so it's an important record for me yeah, yeah. but I like the idea. I really think Nails is a gift to our scene. Yeah. Our people making music, period. So for me yeah. to get to, you know, put my songs for him. Yeah, it was pretty solid. It was solid, like uh, below all that stuff, and you kind of let him have the the you know the run of of working on and around your you know solid song With that bass. Yeah, the song structure. Overall. Yeah, the bass is strange, I think, too, to have uh, first. Yeah, which is, is uh, you know, it's actually. Most I people write on the that. guitar or the piano. I actually prefer the bassist songwriters. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you like the bass player writing the songs? Yeah. On bass? Yeah. Um, it does uh, open up a lot of space, you know. Mm hmm. Maybe not as retarded as writing on the kick drum and the cymbals. I mean, it leaves a lot, you know? There are those and with, people. And with, now, as you know, again, you just let the freak flag fly. 
<laughs> you don't have to. Uh, I think with bass, you don't. Ha- you're not tied down to melody. Well, so much. Have a little, yeah, you, I, I always feel like it's more about bass, rhythm. Bass is both. Yeah, it's, it's both. It's like well, it's got a little bit. Yeah, there's a melody and a rhythm. I in some songs I put melody in that summer song. I put a melody. Right. But sometimes I played bassy. Sometimes I played ba- like dos. Mm-hmm. You know where I put. You're almost thinking this thing's got to stand alone. Mm-hmm. But I knew it wasn't going to be alone. I wanted. I wrote it for him. Mm-hmm. When you think it's going to be got, got, Well, now, now it's all what? At, there's there's 13 you. songs. <laughs> Can't wait. Not 12. So there's one more to do, but it's just voice and bass. So that'd be me. And then i got to put the singing on the other ones. And then mix it with Jimmy. And so... And I, and hopefully I do get it done uh, quick because i, I got to- Stooges touring coming up, so it'll have, have to happen. And also I'm going to record in Japan, so I'm... I'm going to be back and forth, so I think I'm going to have to do it in the holes. Mm-hmm. Important thing was getting first Bob Lee and Nels and then yeah. Nels, because yeah, the other thing's up to me. But to, when you're uh, with other people's times, you know, then Raul will probably be so patient with me. And then Pete and Jer, I mean, there's going to be a trilogy of these things. Nice. Oh, good. Okay? I had to do them out of order. It was supposed to be the Missing Men, out, my third opera first, because of Nels is... Restrict, uh, commitments, I shouldn't say restrictions, but he commits to so many other things. I had to get him now while I had time. Mm-hmm. And Tom and Raul can wait for me. And then even more can wait for me is Pete and Jer, because they live in town and they've uh, got families <laughs> and working on the docks and they, they can wait probably long. long. So they'll be the third. That's so nice. the yeah. first is Autumn Record, so cool. mm-hmm. done in the spring. And then <laughs> the third opera about the, the Bosch paintings but now I worked in another layer about Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz I'll tell you about that wow <laughs> and uh, it's weird too because it came after the song so I went and reworked all the tunage but it's little tunes like Minutemen is and then uh, third one is with Pete and Jerry second man organ bass drum and it's about work so those are my next three band things mm-hmm. The fourth dose album is being mixed now. You know what? I think we're at the end of the first hour, so we got to um, say goodbye until hour two. Hold tight. Uh, April 20, 2008. It's a Watt from Pedro show. Bird flying high. You know what I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for Feeling good Fish in the sea You know what I feel River running free 
new dawn It's a new day It's a new life For me Feeling good Dragonfly Up in the sun Butterflies all are having fun You know what I mean Sleep in peace when day's done That's what I mean And this old world is a new world And a bold world for me
Watt from Pedro Show. Um, uh, we just heard Memories of a Dream Under the Influence of Sleep by Decay of the Angel, put out on Chuck Tukowski's uh, label, Nice and Friendly. And then we heard, thank you, Talia. That was loud. But you know what? That hatch won't be shut for long because it seems it gets closed. It opens itself. And it gets. <laughs> is that why? Yes. Well, it makes it worse. The smoking, though, is to cover up the farts. <laughs> you laugh. So it's back well, to you. Are you <laughs> Right when them laws came about no more in the bars, didn't they start stinking? There? There's one. Still loud. <laughs> okay, and then we heard a song that you picked, Pete, called Dreamin' Mosh by John Ellis and Double Wide. What's that about? Um, John Ellis is a good friend of mine, and he just, uh, this album just came out. Is that who you called? Yeah, who I just called and asked. Because <laughs> she, she brings music, and she don't like, you know, it's really annoying slavery and demanding like of me to uh, not want to know who the artist is in the name of the track. Well, I am not um, in So she went the, fr- the extra 10,000 miles and went and Fetch that information from mess, the very so man, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I talked over you. You fetched that information. You went. Yeah. Well, opened up your generous heart and. Well, I had to. Uh, this album actually is. Uh, you called him on the, on a Sunday morning. Was he bumming? No, he's in New York. Ah, three hours ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, um, it's a really, really great album. Uh, it's one of my favorite jazz guys that I happen to know. Right now, he just uh, this album is um, a mixture of straight ahead jazz in the and he brought in tuba. Um, um, just I guess it's not substitute, but in place of a bass and um, Gar- Gary Versace on uh, organ and. Um, Your voice is all little. <laughs> because I'm intimidated by you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, organ and accordion. It was all booming before. <laughs> yeah, organ and accordion. And uh, Matt Perrin on tuba. Terry, uh, oh, I'm blanking out on names, um, the famous last name on drums. <laughs> uh, this is the most famous last name in the jazz right now, and I forget. Um, anyways, um but yeah, check it out. John Ellis is a really, really, really great album. New Orleans sound. Um, really witty, witty guy. Okay, so now that the mic is pointing direct to me, I would have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the first song was uh, Carmen McRae doing Feeling Good. That's live, huh? Mm-hmm. From a concert. Now, mm-hmm. we were talking off air here about the song Feeling Good because me and Talia did cover this for a band called Lil Pit. You guys didn't know about Lil Pit, yeah. The stand-up ba- bass band that I made, because I figured if I had a band and it was going to record, we put a record out on Kill Rock Stars, that I would have to learn. Mm-hmm. This is a very difficult machine. I mean, it's hard for me to learn anything, but that motherfucker's. <laughs> but it's beautiful the way the sound comes out. It's hard to record. Now, I just played with a cat. You know, they've got a new thing. In fact, I think Devin Hoff, we're going to play some more Devin Hoff. We played Devin. some last. Yeah, we played some. Look, the voice got all big. Yes. <laughs> For Devin, yes. <laughs> Always. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> he's got a solo album we played out. He plays stand-up, and he's going to have to start touring with these things called URBs, which is an upright bass. Yeah. But it's, uh, for some reason, uh, I think it's called um, acronym used not by an acoustic one, and one that's just a neck, because mm. traveling is so hard for him with it's this. Uh, electric upright. Yeah, but they're called URBs. That's slang among bass players. And it means just a neck. And sometimes I have a little out, a little piece of metal or wood to be like kind of a body, so you lean against it. Mm-hmm. But there, there's no, it's got a pickup down there on the neck, so you don't have to worry about sound resonating from a giant violin part like mm-hmm. a, a real stand up bass. And uh, Monday I was in San Francisco to do a gig Tuesday, but I came a day early to record with Eric McFadden. And his trio, he's got a guy named uh, James on a URB. Mm-hmm. So I recorded with bass guitar, my little red one, and James on the and Apollo on drums. Ten wow. hours. Wow. And we did four songs and a big jam. We did One of the songs was a funkadelic cover, Super Stupid, off, <laughs> off Maggot Brain. Good mm-hmm. song. And Eric's a good guitar player. He's originally from uh, Albuquerque. He's been living up there a long time. And he said he's always wanted to record with me. And I'm trying to record as much as I can. So I did that. And then he yells because he was doing his... What's it, What's the name of this record he's doing? Uh, Coward. I Coward? Think. That's right. <laughs> and then there's a piece on there called Onan. Oh, yeah. That, right? Oh, I got it. Gosh, I heard it's got it. different Sorry. movements inside it. Uh, I didn't know about Onan, but uh, it's, it's a mystery. Onan. Onan's in Onan. the Bible, the spilling yeah, yeah. of the seed. Onanism is like... Uh, 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 you know, and, and he that beating off, masturbating. Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> yeah, it's, he, it's it's uh, and so if you use it, I mean that's physical. I think he was a. There's a there's a story in the Bible about him not letting the seed in the lady <laughs> and the pull out. <laughs> yeah, and not that's making the, not making it, a baby. Yeah, and that's like big no no. It's a big sin. Yeah. And so, uh, but it also has come to mean like self-involved person. Yeah. Just. It's an amazing piece. Yeah. And so he was, I was talking to him about the evasive onanist. It was like funny when we were doing the basics because he didn't know about this. Uh, I didn't know about his piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just weird. Uh, serendipity. <laughs> synchronicity or something. That's it, synchronicity. Uh, so anyway, back to the uh, San Francisco adventure. I mean, they're, they're really hard. I mean, one reason why Leo Fender called the P bass a precision is because he's got frets. So even though James, great player, still some out of tune. I mean, there's no. Yeah. And he was bowing. He was. It's called arco when you do that. He's so it would contrast fancy. with my bass. Fancy player. And uh, I was being like Nels. I, 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 I was thinking about what you said. When you work for someone else rather than yourself, it is a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. You're trying to uh, realize their, their thing and help them. Even though you're bringing your experiences, it's still different than something that you're realizing in your own mind. And that's how I was with the, for these guys. They thought I was being uh, maybe a little too much uh, serious or something. Too serious? <laughs> Perfectionist or whatever. Not digging oh, right, the clams, right. like, please yeah. do it again. And, and you could tell that the yeah. drummer was beating him up a little bit. But he he bared with it, you know. And there's a lot of change. One of the tunes was uh, kind of a worker. But anyway, uh, did that. 
then then because of Nell's doing the al- his own album, he couldn't be there for the Banyan gig, so Eric McFadden played mm. in his place. Clear. Which was kind of intense at the Red Devil Lounge. And then but before that gig on Tuesday, I went and recorded across the bay in Oakland with uh, a band called Kit, which the Touchdown brothers from XB XRX. Uh, something. <laughs> huh? I'm sorry, I was just starting to miss you. Little voice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm the little voice in the story. <laughs> I came anyway, they, they did their, they ran four songs by me and I played with them and it was like, whoa, you know, so a lot of change. So I just thought, well, I'm just going to like kind of be like Co-Train. Not be, they already had a bass player too. It was Chris's was on drums and his brother yeah. Stephen was on bass and then they had a cat named George on guitar it was like well, well I'll just p- play over the top like this and they really dug it so I went for it and that was only about three three or four hours and then but all the playing man I came back and then I came back and it was the Mint gig with Nels probably right. last band gig for a while Wednesday night Wednesday night a lot of square jumps on that weird opening act. I, I didn't see them. Yeah, they were doing Bowie cover oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Rolling Stone. It was the bartender's band, yeah. Yeah, it was the bartender's <laughs> band, right. <laughs> so it was He's like, singing good and stuff, but like it was all yeah. and faithful covers, not really twisted. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and But it's kind of square John audience, right? right? Probably people go there and drink and his friends. And, so when we came out, I think kind of like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Actually, actually the band was on fire that night. Yeah, you guys were on fire. I know, but I think it weirded out the straighter people. Don't that's pretty much your point, right? (laughs) I know. I closed my eyes all the time, but I'm not really bringing this up to embarrass anybody or anything. But my hands were so fucking swollen from all the playing. (laughs) I tried to play Thursday, and I couldn't. I played a little bit in daytime. I did uh, recorded some stuff. Mm. Sam, this guy I know from England, sent me eleven songs. <laughs> this guy from Canada, Steve, he sent me a whole album. Yeah. You know, I said I'd like to play on some of your music. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> Here's a whole fucking album. Learn it. <laughs> like Nels, uh, it's kind of karma. You know, if I'm going to ask him to do this night of me. <laughs> so I got my thing cut out. But anyway, I tried to play. Feel free to say no. <laughs> <laughs> this is one guy, this is one band sent me a thing that had like 500 chords. Jackson, please send me the chords. You know, instead of just all by ear, it had so many changes. And you did and them? Forth. Did huh? you do them? I just got the changes. So oh, okay. they, they helped a little bit of a crutch. <laughs> I mean, it was like... You know, I want to. I like this idea of playing with all these different people and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, with my Pro Tools and little. What, what's the name of the studio? I came up with Thunder Pants. Yeah, Thunder Pants. It's amazing, a new. <laughs> this is like a. <laughs> but the Pro Tools right in the pad. It's a, it's a, it's quite interesting. The new way of collaboration. Yeah. That's made yeah. possible by technology. Mm-hmm. And. Right, right. I think it'll come to a point where you can almost play live with them over the internet. When our connections get faster, you can. Where you can jam and you don't even have to get the file from them. You can do it right now. It's slightly delayed going on, yeah. Yeah, there must be some latency. Yeah, not much though. Really? Yeah. 
crazy. I'll check that out. Yeah, I, I'll send you a link. Because in that way, you'd be like kind of playing <laughs> real time. But on the other hand, when you do sit in there with their song, at least you can rewind it and have another try. And there's a stadium <laughs> full of people watching a screen at somebody's yeah. of you guys in different places. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Don't get to own in his trip. <laughs> in their own chambers. This is the only way we. <laughs> he never leaves home anymore. Right, right, right. That said, uh, you know about that site, Al Eingang? Somebody, we were calling at somebody's house. I was on tour with my second man or somebody, one of my bands, and we conked, and this guy showed us this site called solosuck.com. <laughs> and it's about this guy learns you how to suck yourself off, and, and he's got a. Disclaimer saying, you know, I take no responsibility if you never leave the house again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's got these testimonials oh, 24-7. <laughs> Once was a man from Nantucket. I wonder how many. <laughs> Self-sufficient. How many hits that site One, one was, was called. Uh, People who go there. <laughs> Because he can. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then these guys send him pictures, and they're all, they're very similar. Yeah. <laughs> One guy had his glasses. <laughs> oh, man. So <laughs> it's like a technique up against the wall, upside down, on your head almost. Did you try well, it? That's no, I, <laughs> well, this is fascinating. <laughs> I feel I feel even worse for them. It's like, gosh, is that what it comes down to? <laughs> it's like, very lonely, very lonely world well, out we're there. To share through music <laughs> on the internet, <laughs> on the file, using the file. So I try to play Thursday. Sorry for that tangent there. But Thursday, I tried to play. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe for the better. In a way to try to keep it that way. <laughs> Thank okay. you, Al Langong. <laughs> so, so it got to the point where we're on the road and driving by, you see the little pump house, little sheds and stuff, where you're like, because that's all you need, right? You don't need other rooms. <laughs> you're just a little bad. So we're all like imagining, you know, this is the perfect, you know, Al Langong. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but back to Thursday, I was trying to play bass, and my hands were so swollen. <laughs> they were so swollen, I couldn't fucking play. Wait, why were your hands swollen? <laughs> it was all the bass. <laughs> oh, right. Another weird. <laughs> So tonight I'll play hard. <laughs> Tom and Raul with others. <laughs> Tom Raul now? Oh no, you've always called him Raul. He's Raul. <laughs> okay, uh, Brother Matt, we, it's been a long time since we had a spin cycle. Yeah. Yeah, gonna try something new going off of the iTunes here. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Shuffle? Yeah. No, I'm not going <laughs> to shuffle. But I got a little, little glitch mop for you. Glitch mop. Okay. So take it away, Brother Matt. You and I got to get conscious. You and I got to get conscious. You and I got to get conscious.
Brother Matt, <laughs> we got some echo there. Hey, much respect for the return of the spin cycle. Thank you. Been missing it, been jonesing for it. So those were some good spins there. <clears throat> we had some good raps in the background. This time we didn't have the jam like we usually did. But at the end of the second hour of the April 20, 2008, Wife Pedro Show, happy 61st birthday to Iggy. I called him up and wished. Happy I got the machine. Birthday. Happy birthday, Iggy. Yeah, and uh, hold tight for hour three. April 20, 2008, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show, and here's part seven of Jack Flanders in Dreams of India. So, you went back to the palace last night? Mm Mm-hmm. How did you know? Ramchandar told me that he gave you a lantern. He watched you walk up the hill. Well, I thought I'd take a midnight stroll. And? Hmm? Do you find it was haunted? 
No. Don't you have any coffee? Tea. No ghosts appeared. No. Ah. Now you're disappointed. I thought perhaps you were a, a sensitive, Mr. Flanders. A sensitive? Oh, a psychic? No. Hmm. I didn't see a ghost. But I did sense something in the corner, near the ceiling. And it was curious about me. When I spoke to it, it replied. But in my own voice. In your own voice? Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty good mimic. What did it say? It quoted Tagore. Yes? It said, The night kisses the fading day, whispering to his ear, I am death, your mother. I am to give you fresh birth. You weren't frightened? Mm -mm. So, the palace is haunted. No, that wasn't a spook. A, a spook? A ghost? No, it was something else. I don't know what. But, well, I lost my body. What? I was invisible. And where did you find your body? Actually, it joined me as I was running down the hill. Um, do you care to tell me anything? If you'll excuse me. Sit down. Now that you've experienced what is in there, do you feel you can confront it? Well, first I'd like to know what it is. Is this the it that I've heard so much about? Yes. So what is it, a, a genie or something? Yes, I think so. Oh. We call them jinns. You know, I, I thought genies, uh, jinns, were out of the Arabian Nights. The stories in the Arabian Nights came from India. Oh. So, genies, I, I mean, jinns were... Not were. Are. Ah. Are from... They're from here. Oh. Well, how mischievous are they? They can be quite devilish. Oh, they do have a sense of humor. Indeed. You know, I'm not really very good at exercising old summer palaces. It doesn't inhabit the palace. But I saw... Well, all the rooms in the palace are empty except for one. Now, why is that? It was, uh... It's request. Oh. And... And you want me to get rid of it? Hardly. But... Well, I feel we've discussed this enough for the moment. But what do you want me to do? Speak to it. Right. You've been quiet today. Chins. She told you. Finally. But she didn't tell you everything. <laughs> no, of course not. What are you planning to do? Wait. Wait for her to tell you? Yeah. It's all right. I like it here. I don't think you have time to wait. Why? Oh, you people are so strange. What? It's so deceiving. Anyone with an education in this country speaks English. So I assume we understand each other. 
But your culture, it, it, it's so alien. There's only the illusion of communication. I'm always missing something or saying something that offends, and I, I haven't the slightest idea why. Oh, Jack, don't be so sensitive. Well, it's true. Jack, look at it from our point of view. Americans also speak English, and they are usually very insensitive, if not offensive. But we like them. Well, thank you. Kamala, dear, sweet, beautiful, exotic creature that you are, why is time of the essence? Jack, my aunt has always had so much energy, so much life to her. But now, it... Well, what does she have? It isn't what she has, it's what has her. The genie. The gin. Yes. She made a pact with a gin to get out of the life that had been arranged for her. And now, now this spirit has come to collect. Is that it? I doubt it's that simple. No, of course not. So, this is the summer palace of the Maharaja of Mysore, huh? Mm-hmm. What, what is that painted on the walls? Battles between the English and the Maharaja's troops? Yes, it, it took years before the English were able to conquer the South. Huh. So how the hell do you get rid of gins? Yeah, I, I always thought they came out of lamps or, or bottles. Well, they've been known to appear in your sleep. <laughs> so there's no escape, is there? Are, are all these paintings of battles with the English? Mm-hmm. Horses leaping over barricades, sabers, lances, elephants. It's all so fierce and, and noble. Have you ever noticed the way my aunt suddenly looks up the hill? At the palace. Yeah, as if she's heard someone call to her. Yeah, I have noticed that. But I, I just can't read that look on her face. Well, it's not... it's not fear. It's like... it's like being intensely in love with someone, or obsessed. And then parting, and years again meeting again, recalling, but knowing it's gone. I don't understand. Jack... I think she's getting ready to die. What? I just realized that. Uh, how can I help? You can't. Oh. Unless... Yes? You... Me? Yes? You have to... After what? You have to become... Become? Yes, come on, next word. Become the man who said he was you. You mean... Wear a white beard and, and pretend that I'm 90 years old? Don't you understand? No. She respects him. She knew he could help her. That's why she sent me to bring you here. I, I know, but I don't... When I she don't... realized you weren't him, she gave up. Yes, but... But then when you told her your experience in Delhi, walking down the street and everything turning to light, she just opened up to you. Yeah, she opened up for about 30 seconds. Don't you understand? I have to become the one who said he was me? Right. Great. You know, whoever did those paintings appears to depict both sides with equal nobility. But you know what? After having seen the palace... This exquisite culture that the English invaded and conquered. 
I suddenly realized who the real barbarians were. Startling, isn't it? So, Jack, have you thought about... Where are you going? I'm going to see if I can find a good cup of coffee. Then I'm going to sit down and read your manuscript. Pardon? Oh, yes. What would you like? Do you have coffee? Nest coffee. No, no. I mean coffee. Real coffee. Strong. No problem. Uh, very strong now. Very, very strong. There was another time this strange possession took hold of my aunt. It was in Benares. She suddenly decided we should rent a boat and be rowed out into the Ganges. When we reached the middle of the river, we just sat there, silent, listening. Copy, sir. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> Killer coffee. We could hear music and voices. We could see the flames on the banks where they cremate the dead. My aunt sat there, as though transfixed by the burning gods and the sounds coming from the banks of the river. She took my hand and she looked at me with the strangest eyes. My child, as you grow... You are developing only superficial understanding in outer vision. It is the inner vision that is important. It alone is true and sacred. You lose sight of the one reality, of your own truth, because you pay attention only to the impermanent outer vision and forget completely the permanent inner vision. God's mission is to restore this sacred inner vision. That is what he does when he comes as avatar. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna said to Arjun, Child, whatever actions you perform during the time when you are on this earth, know that they are all impermanent. In time, you will discover that everything in this world is temporary. Your relationships, your attachments, your accomplishments, the sense of individuality you have developed, all are going to disappear. Everything gets washed away in the flow of time. If you try and catch hold of things and cling to things which are themselves being carried away by this flow of time, what chance is there for you to be saved and to reach that perfection which is forever unaffected by this flow, which not only is never subject to it, but is always its master?
Cooking. Uh, what from Pedro show? Uh, start off the third hour, part seven, Jack Flanders and Dreams of India. Jack. <laughs> India. Relearning something you always knew. That's what it's all about with Jack. Then we heard uh, Confection by Nels Klein Singers. And then after that, My Ben. We heard uh, the bass player for the Nels Klein Singers with his newest release. My pal. Which is uh, <laughs> called, uh, what's it called? Solo Bass, of course. And that's what it is. Solo Bass by Devin Hoff. And the tune was The Ideal, which is what Pequon Illis knew. Mm-hmm. And then we heard uh, Ch- Chato Grotto, Chato Ghetto, sorry, Chris Candy's band, uh, which uh, Miss and Men are playing with tonight in Long Beach. Hopefully get the show up as soon as I get home. I'm going to get this encoded and put it up so maybe in time so you can come on down the Prospector and see Raul with his new drum set and Tom Watson with his new guitar. One is silver sparkly and one is purple sparkly. (laughs) And I just have beat down red. (laughs) But I like her. I like this. Did I talk about... With that show we did last, Peak was the only one there for the last radio show, and I had done that dose gig where I was fucking... It was terrible. I had been in the studio with the big bass. Mm. Did I talk about this? Mm-hmm. I would use the Thunderbird in the front, you know, used to the finger sitting down, I can do it. But yeah. then live, I went and did the dose gig, and my fingers were on the wrong place. It was the most humiliating show. I really let her down, man. That was bad. Bad gig. Bad gig. But now I'm practiced with this little one again. Good. <laughs> that was right after your and sickness. This one? That time? That you're no, this is two weeks ago. Oh, or wow. a week ago or something. She, We did a show last week, right? Right. Sunday. Right. So, and the gig was on a Monday. I see. So Wasn't it was the following it? day? Oh, it was a past Monday. I don't remember this. No, it was like five or six days before we did the radio show, but I was humiliated. I had done another gig and kind of recovered myself. Oh, yeah, in fact, I had a great gig. We did a bunch of banyan gigs, and there <laughs> yeah, was this gig San in Diego. San Diego. That's the one you and it was all about. set up to suck ass. Yeah. Right, big hell ride. Weird crowd. Yeah, square John, baseball hat, uh, tie-dye. But actually, they're very sweet people. You know, the tribe thing is weird. When you get to the essence of the human person, the beautiful surprises, and they were righteous to play for. And I went there, I conked as soon as I got to there in the boat after a big hell ride. And uh, so they pound on the hatch, and I come out there, and I didn't know what's going to happen, you know. Last couple gigs I had there, I don't know. Just, and also the downer of the dose gig and everything. And then Long Beach gig, actually, I played a gig in between the dose gig, it was the bang gig with. Nels and no Nels he had loaned out the big amp I gave him to Carla for the tour and uh, I had an amp where I couldn't hear him the whole gig it was a nightmare remember at at Deep Piazza's you guys were there you didn't go you weren't there but I know you guys were there and you couldn't hear him and to do a gig with Nels and not hear him (laughs) was fucked up it was weak you know the audience heard more than than yeah but how do I interact with him with a jam band like that so here this gig is, and I'd ask the sound man, put him in the thing. I could hear him, and I had a good gig. And two sets, which I hate. 
because you got to pace yourself, and I did. I just went all out. Is that it's going to be late? I knew it, and so I was going to conk there and not have to drive. That surprised me. That really surprised me. So you can't get it all figured out. You can't t- get too pressured on yourself. But we were having a discussion here. Huh? About elitists in music? Yeah. <laughs> Different scenes. Different scenes. Kind of like me talking baseball hat and tie-dye. That was yeah. ridiculous and stupid <laughs> to judge people on something. No, like I mean, there's a different level. The, I think there's one one extent is judgment, one is uh, assessment. You know, you want to prepare yourself to see mm-hmm. what you're going into with an open mind that you are open to have your minds change at any moment. That's different. And we were talking about elitist music, like certain avant-garde people tend to stick with uh, their own kinds <laughs> and uh, not really break out into, say... What, what are we talking about, like rock, rock Yeah, guys. right. Because Dose is going to play with this improvisational band mm-hmm. uh, the same night as Richie Memorial, uh, April 27th. And uh, found out that Nels knows a lot of these people. Right. Of course. Of course he knows. <laughs> and Nels has the ability to bridge all these genres. He doesn't have to play genre game. Right. Why? Um, I think he he versatile. Or why are why do people cut him the slack? Actually, I know why he doesn't because he's a gentle man right. and not prejudiced. But other people cut him huge slack. Is it because of mastery? Yes. I think he's versatile enough and have done enough body of work that people are accept him for what he is and willing to, you know, like um, work with with what he's got in his facility, sort of, you know. Um, and open to him because he make he'd been making literally a lot of noises for a long time. Blows <laughs> <laughs> across, right? Yeah, and and somehow remains his own unique thing, you know. So people are actually drawn to him for for that um, persistence, and as opposed to um, maybe somebody who only played. Uh, yeah, they're rock not threatened. Bands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And wanting to try out avant-garde stuff, people tend, I mean, the, and that crowd seems to be like, well, you know, maybe you better know more of your shit than <laughs> before coming talk, talking to us or something. I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't personally, I never had a conversation with them, but, but there's a, yeah, there's a certain vibe of, like, you have no idea how much, you know, like, how hard it is for us to remain, you know, doing what we do kind of thing. That's kind of the vibe I get from them. So they're kind of protective. Yeah, kind of Sam way. has an interesting take. Sam Bennett, who played with me on the Brother Sisters Daughter tour, because he's been in that scene a long time. And uh, I wouldn't say cynical, but he said uh, some kind of things that were kind of like some of those cats aren't so open-minded. It's kind of like a turf war. When I think of genres and all this stuff, I always think it's from marketing people to make mm-hmm. their job easier. To, to sure, actually have sure. it come from other musicians. Right. Is, whoa. And, then, and look, on the other hand, they, they've, I feel like they might think that, okay, well, you being a rock guy, you played with thousands of people all the time. We have played persistently for like 
five people in the crowd, yeah, you right. know. So they kind of like. But I've done them gigs. Sure, sure. But Character builders. <laughs> but this, you know, so it's almost like, what do you want from us, you know? <laughs> I like to learn new music. When you play with different people, you. Yeah. I don't know. So, but but then you know, I was talking to Chani here about how I believe that you know all changes and transition occur if you know the people exchange dialogue more often instead of just shutting minds and think that they have the ultimate truth you know and and as as an outsider and I'm, I'm not foreign to being an outsider I feel like the the persistence uh, consistency of like keep knocking on doors and say hey you know I'm not a threat to you <laughs> I am your friend what about kicking open doors oh yeah well that's just the last resort and I have that too but <laughs> I haven't had to yeah, do you that. know about peeking or fighting thing? Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. You gonna go? Yeah, we're gonna put one on. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been fighting with her? Oh no. <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> no, I mean yeah. in the sport way. Yeah. No, I haven't gone. Not yet. She's invited she's, me a she's few she's times. Into this. I, yeah. <laughs> There's that, and then just fo- a photograph in boxers. Yeah. They're two Boston different things, fighters. right? I kind of combine my interests. You know, I I I started training. Uh, started with boxing five years ago, and wow. and kind of escalated into to mixed martial arts. Now it's all out. <laughs> right, right. But uh, since I never, I'm not gonna uh, let go of photography, which is my main thing. I kind of combine, you know. I went disciplines. I'll, I'll go. To is there a rivalry between boxers and Ultimate Fighters? No, not really. At the beginning, maybe, but you know, now it's just kind of. Box, boxers are kind of stupid. We're talking about elitists. It's almost like music. Boxers are a little bit elitist because they they can't they they do train really hard. Yeah, they invest I a mean, lot of. They both do, but you know, it's like to be able to knock somebody out just with with punches. It actually takes a lot. Oh, more you think they're tougher than an Ultimate Fighter? Well, there's more strategies um, within a limited realm. When the Ultimate Fightings, you have all this uh, mixture of martial arts that you can use different techniques to try to submit or knock out or you know yeah. so it's different ways of getting to the victory so you know Nels was talking last night in the studio about his father and his reaction to boxing and just oh, not into I, it I never heard it but yeah but, yeah, yeah you were listening you were self involved like you were doing your own in his thing <laughs> but we were talking to my father and I because my, my mother likes boxing I noticed there's a lot of women like boxing. Really? Yeah. There's something about it. Okay, not in my experience, but okay. Yeah, not actually them doing it, but right. watching it. Right, And like uh, Nels was like, oh, no, haven't we evolved? And he said that's what his <laughs> father told him. And yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I pretty, I'm, I'm aware of his view on it. <laughs> yeah, <but> w- <laughs> Carla likes uh, Carla, see what I say. Yeah. There's something about the women liking it. Yeah, but this is a really not good representation of men and women here. Nelson Carla, you know. No. <laughs> like it's really something else. Out They're there. individuals. Yeah. See, we're here to celebrate the individual. I like boxing. You like boxing? Yeah. I'm disturbed watching women box. 
for some reason. So it's what about Jello fight? <laughs> well, I haven't, I haven't seen that, but not much damage to be done there. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, mean, I actually never liked it until I started doing it. Then I know what I'm looking for. Ah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, but. Um, but you could enjoy bass playing without playing bass, maybe. No. Well, actually, oh, yeah. I started playing bass. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, not recently, but uh, I used to be in a rockabilly band. No <laughs> way. You, you never you told us that. I used to play bass, yeah. What? In Fresno. <laughs> Fresno? All right. For like a second. That's, and I, that's, you know. Are there any recordings? Kind of tiny time. <laughs> no. I gave up my career. Immediately. Why? <laughs> Do you want to start an- another one? <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I've been hanging out people who can do it better. So I was like, what? Taya's been doing music on her own. Yeah. Yeah. Sol- uh, so- Sol- Sola Musica. Sola Musica. Sola Musica. Right, right. But you didn't bring any. No. Damn. Next time, I will. Well, well Sean brought some uh, fruit bats. Mm-hmm. We're going to play something by them. We're going to play some Calvin Johnson, and we'll play some improv.
go when I'm six feet under And that will, that will, that will be
Look in his eyes, they're glowing red. You get hit, the pain sinks in. Well, now you get to start again, and you
from Pedro Show. Uh, that was Rid of Me by P.J. Harvey. You picked that, Talia? Yes, I did. Why? Because I love her. <laughs> P.J. Harvey? Yeah, and I love that song. Here, use a mic. I love her and I love that song. She's an inspiration <laughs> to me. Okay. Yeah. I'm into that. We heard We Believe by Gary Floyd and the Buddha Brothers before that. One of my favorite singers ever, Gary Floyd. The late great dicks, although I think they've been playing some uh, reunited shows. And before that, um, Motoko Honda with On the Toe, that's improviser Dose is playing with on the 27th, and her gang, which includes some Nels Klein people, I think, Jeff Gautier, and he, uh, Golia, and his twin brother Alex Klein but I don't know if they're playing that night I don't know what crew she's got um, what was me what was me there's no question mark so that's a statement what was me so he's telling you he was what yeah yeah. Calvin Johnson and the Sons of the Soil Calvin Johnson an incredible performer I got to witness him solo at uh, Zephyr in Long Beach veggie pad and he blew my doors off. It was wild. He <laughs> was really inspiring. Was a singer again? Beautiful, yeah. Beautiful. And we started with something you uh, picked, Sean. Uh, Bent 
playing a song called Beautiful Otherness. Yep. Tell us about that. Well, my other CD that I wanted to play the song off of was damaged. So that was the replacement. Yeah, that's why we didn't hear fruit bats. Because people, you got to have sleeves (laughs) to carry your CDs in because they get scratched. Is that the lesson you learned? Yeah. That's the lesson I learned. Me too. (laughs) So all you folks out there, pay attention. Okay. Use sleeves. (laughs) <laughs> but what about this song that we ended up do play, uh, did play it? Did it's play. just lovely. I like it a lot. There's a lot to it. You're a fan of lovely music. Lovely music. Yes, I love lovely music. <laughs> and I like not so lovely music too. But Arr. This is a good driving song if you're driving. You're listening yeah. to this while you drive, I think. Speaking I of driving see. car wreck, I'm so glad you weren't hurt, Talia. Me too. <laughs> and she's going to get her car fixed. Peek's going to get her car fixed, though she's driving it. (laughs) I have no choice. And what was the lesson to be learned there? If you're tired, pull over, right? Yeah. She had four parked cars caught. I'm learning that from you. From me? Yeah. Just conk wherever you have a chance to. Yeah. I've done that. Richard Bonnie was conking in his truck when I was up in SF. See, he's going around. He's using Kenny and Lisa's shower. And pewter, but he conks in the truck out front. Oh, shit. What? Maybe that shouldn't be on the radio. You <laughs> <laughs> <He> raised <laughs> back up. Read your fucking body, though. I love the man. And when I heard yeah, that. He's cool, though, right? Things are right. I, I guess if you, maybe the little bit of sun in the windows. I don't know. Let's just not talk about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was shook up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a trip. But, uh, yeah, gig tonight with the missing men. The missing men are going to be present men because they're getting presents. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to work their presents <laughs> with uh, Chato Ghetto at the Prospector in Long Beach and next week at Lokonga with... Uh, Todd Conjoliri, one of his bands, it's something that Craig Gabar is putting on. Great to have half Pedro shows. Yeah. What mile and a half drive? Way into that. <laughs> I mean, even tonight, eight mile, I think, to Prospectors. Like the tiny drives. Yeah. Way into it. <laughs> Homegrown thing. Yeah. Prospector, yeah, there's a room for it, in fact. Because that That's pad's cool been thing. around. That pad's been around. Yeah. I like the murals. I remember going there and passing by it on the way to Long Beach State when I was a meter reader in Long Beach for Edison. (laughs) Uh, In the meantime, what do I do? Oh, yeah, I got a lot of recording to do uh, at the Thunderpan studio, but then uh, also more with the Black Gang album. And uh, May 10th, May 9th, I leave for a week recording in Tokyo. Mr. Shimmy, Miss Yuko, for the Richard Meltzer Spielgusher project, which is incredible for me. We got four days to do 53 songs. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I also get to play twice with Light again. I, you know what? I don't think I said Light or Full Armor when we played their songs, but those are the brothers that I toured with in February. And I get to play in Tokyo <clears throat> with Sam Bennett on drums. Good old Sam, and 
who, by the way, he I told you he was part of the improvised scene in New York City. He's yeah. from Alabama, but he played a lot of gigs with Elliot Sharp, who is right. not stuck up about that genre divisions. Yeah, Elliot was right. He made an album with me and Georgie called uh, Bootstrappers. Very old mind. So there's lots of people, you know, like like anything. So well, I, mean, I, I hope I didn't sound like I was down on those folks. No, I, I actually like their courage. Yeah, and, yeah I, I, and that's what I'll be doing in uh, Tokyo with these gigs is improvising the moment. That's why I did that whole tour. I, I, so Sam will be on drums for one in an, <laughs> uh, for both gigs and uh, Miss Shimmy on guitar. But uh, the Mars gig on May fifteenth is with Jim O'Rourke, which is great. He's making a new album at, at the moment. He used to be in Sonic Youth. And, now lives in Tokyo and I learned the language oh, right. in one I year. I think that was mentioned wow. that you were doing that, yeah. Incredible. Jim O'Rourke, beautiful, yeah. beautiful man. And then the next Japanese. day, super deluxe with the guy who runs it, this guy, Gene, he's, but he lived there thir- he's lived there 13 years now and uh, he's from Fresno. His right. name is Mike. <laughs> he's a great cat. Before. And when I said I was going to be there, he said, come on and play. And so that's a great thing for me. I get to, it's going to be hard, but it's worth it. And then when I come back uh, two weeks later, the Stooges touring starts, and I think that's going to go off and on till September, October. Yeah, the festivals and stuff over season. Again, happy birthday to Iggy! Another trip around the sun, sixty-first. He's amazing. <laughs> he is amazing. Incredible cat. So uh, there's going to be some U.S. gigs. I know of a few already. So, and a lot overseas, of course, with the festival. So, if you got a chance, come see Stooges. I think we're going to play some uh, uh, more songs we're adding to the set. Because I, I go to Madrid a day early. They said the Prac Day. So, we got Prac. So, I think there's new songs coming up. Hopefully, they'll enlighten me to which ones they are before I leave. But, you know, if I have to learn in the moment, okay. I have a new boiler suit. They said the other one was getting a little. Tired, so got it. The same pad in Hollywood, uh, su- supply sergeant, same color, same everything, <laughs> same what? Not as big a mustache. Mine's more like yours now, brother Matt. I don't want him on the side hanging so much. Just yeah. like over the it is like a potato head thing. Don't you guys wish you could have mustaches? Oh, no. no way. Okay, I always what think about, about that. Vinny's? Wax? Had, yeah. Yeah. He said he lost Where the mustache Vinny? contest. He lost it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. It was sharp. Oh. <laughs> wow. I've never been in one of those. You should. Why? Well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the question see, is You should why be in not? that. Why? Why not? You like mustaches. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no. Okay, but uh, yeah, light guys. They got a new album coming out, and it'll be great to play with them again. See those guys again. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to coming over there. And Mr. Shimmy made me my own fuzz box. He says it's called Watt Fuzz. He says it's a yellow oh, box. What? Yeah, to play bass through a fuzz tone, like distortion. Huh? That's I'm not awesome. big on effects or anything, but. What a beautiful man. He's making me my own special That's from his so own sweet. hand. Yeah, yeah. He, he's incredible. And he can play, wow. Most humble guy. So. Nice. Anyway, thanks for coming aboard. 
Thanks for having us here at the uh, Love Grotto. Thank you. Thanks. Brother Matt. Thank you. Pleasure point. And uh, maybe next week we have another show, huh? Okay. All right. And uh, congrats again on Brother Matt yes. being Teacher of the Year 2008, Angels Gate High School. All right. Okay, everybody out there, this April 20th, 2008 edition of Watt from Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>